This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure. Your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino of Full-Time Families and Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, will share advice, information, and encouragement to bring your road schooling efforts to new levels. Welcome to Road School Moms. I'm one of your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino, full-time road schooling mom to four kiddos, and the co-host and uh, co-founder of Full-Time Families. The um, Full-Time Families is the resource for your full-time adventures as a family. And uh, this Sunday night, I am blessed to be joined by my lovely co-host. Hey, it's Mary Beth Goff, your road trip teacher, also a homeschooling RV mama to four kiddos on the road, and the creator of Road Trip Teacher, your re- uh, destination resource for your learning adventures on the road. And we are so happy that you have came to join us tonight from wherever in the world you are. And uh, Kimberly, I am so glad to hear your voice. Where in the world are you tonight? Oh, I am so glad to hear your voice as well, Mary Beth, and I can't wait to hear where you are. I am sitting parked along the shores of the Great Salt Lake. Um, about an hour ago, my family was in the Great Salt Lake with the James Gang. We came here specifically because we are celebrating a 10th birthday. And true to road schooling fashion, when at all possible, our road schoolers are able to go to the most magnificent places for their birthdays. And Avery James, uh, who just turned 10 today, decided he wanted to be in the Great Salt Lake for his birthday. But before I tell you any more about that, I want to uh, extend our prayers and support for the families and uh, for the citizens of Texas. You know, over the last, over this weekend, they've suffered um, 500 year flood um, conditions. And I know the waters have not receded yet. And I know that there's a lot of displaced individuals, including families. So we want to tell you that the Road School Moms are extending our prayers and support to you. If there's any way we can help you, please go to Road School Moms Facebook group and let us know how we can help. Absolutely. That is a very crazy situation down there. It's almost surreal to watch from afar. And um, so many full-time families that, you know, that we've met on the road and maybe that we've just maybe met through our Facebook groups or whatever. It's um, a little daunting to watch and and listen to their stories. So our prayers are definitely with them. And okay, I am so, so where jealous of you. you. Well, I will tell you that when we left um, the Carbondale location last week from the Great American Eclipse of 2017, we made our way to the east side of St. Louis and stayed in a really nice RV park called um, – now it, my my brain just left me. Cahokia RV Park, and we spent the whole week there. Just left yesterday, um, and are in route to our next destination in Burr Oak, Iowa. So I can tell you that tonight we're Walmarting it because <laughs> um, we didn't make it to all the way up into Iowa like I thought we were. So we are kind of between locations. But I have to tell you about this really nice little park, and we're going to do a review of it over at Road Trip Teacher, and it'll be cross-posted over at Diary of a Road Mom, so if you follow us over there, you'll get the full scoop on um, that. And, Katie, I gave them your information to get a hold of you um, so they could be listed in the FTF directory. Really, really nice little park. Um, it's in town, so it's not like a really scenic, you know, beautiful countryside rolling, uh, you know, scenic destination, um, but it is a nice little park 
in town that's quiet. And if you're going to the St. Louis area um, and want to see the sites in that area, definitely a good place to go. It's right off um, one of the major interstates that goes right through that crossroads right there. You can actually see the arch at night, which was kind of a cool thing. So really enjoyed our stay in Cahokia this past week. Oh, that sounds lovely. I love that. And I love St. Louis, so good stuff, good stuff. Well, we had quite the road school week, quintessential, like I like to say. We went to three states. We started, uh, as you know, we did the uh, Great American Eclipse in Bend, Oregon, and uh, look for a write-up of our experience coming soon to fulltimefamilies.com and a video of the event. We hosted a hangout there with uh, 20 other families. It was great fun. And then we uh, got in the car and we headed to Idaho and we were able to reconnect with another road school mom, Laura Hamilton, who um, joined us on the show, uh, Your Road Schoolers Learning Style. Great show. Click on that one for more information. Um, and then we, uh, today we pulled in from Idaho to Utah and uh, made a way to Antelope Island State Park which is uh, an island in the Great Salt Lake. And there's bison here and antelope here. It's kind of crazy, mind-blowing. I want to tell you, have you ever swam in the Great Salt Lake, Mary Beth? I have not. You know, I, we have not been to Utah, so um, that is on oh. our list of states that we have not. We went around Utah and below Utah and beside Utah. We did not get to Utah. And then uh, I'm very jelly of you <laughs> swimming in the Great Salt Lake, so... I'm watching well, your I wanna uh, say, experience. Yeah, I want to say that, you know, after seven years on the road, there are still plenty, plenty of things that we haven't done, including uh, up until today getting to the Great Salt Lake. We had actually gone to the Great Salt Lake. We have a video about that on our YouTube channel. We had walked on it, on the shores of it, on the crust of the salt, um, back in 2000. Oh, it was right after the road school convention, so 2014. Um, and we went uh, to Promontory Point, Utah, where the uh, Golden Spike is. Um, and so that was our experience with the Great Salt Lake. Uh, unfortunately, Blaze ate some of it that time on purpose. He has a salt deficiency. It's okay. We live. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time we swam in it. And I'm going to post a video because um, if there wasn't this buoyancy situation going on, if there wasn't the promise of this crazy buoyancy, which you will experience when you swim in it, there's no way you would get in the water. It's lukewarm, it's greenish, it's covered in dead bugs on top, and you have to walk through about 10 feet of a mass undulation of flies to get there. And I've got a video of that. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. It took quite a long time to get in, and then once we got in, we really did enjoy ourselves with the floating and dragging each other around by the toes. And, uh, I've never experienced buoyancy like that, so that was a lot of fun. But my goodness, uh, uh, you know, it's like other things. You have to go through the trial to get, get to the blessing. And this is one of those metaphors come to life here in Utah. So there's the experience of the Great Salt Lake. Well, you know, we had uh, we experienced a pretty major body of water ourselves this week, although it's one of a different kind, and that's the Mississippi River. Um, I really didn't, when I planned our attractions and the things that we were going to research for our St. Louis study guide over at Road Trip Teacher, I didn't really um, put that much weight into the Mississippi River itself. And I quickly found after we got there, um, gosh, there's so much to do and see in St. Louis, isn't there? I, it, I mean, we were only there a week. 
And um, and that was really cut short because we didn't get there until the day after the eclipse. And um, I, honestly, we'll probably go back through there next week um, or this coming week just because there were a few things that we missed. But um, one of the things that we've done that I thought was a special find, and you can learn more about this in the, um, the video that we're going to put out later this week at Road Trip Teacher, about the National Great River Museum. Did you take that in when you were there, Katie? I did not. Yeah, so it's an Army um, – it's, it's uh, developed by the Army Corps of Engineers. It's right there on the locks, and um, it's just all about the river, and there's so much – we spent the whole afternoon there – um, it's really not that big, but they just have a lot of interactive things that you can do. It talks about water usage and, you know, where water comes from and how it's, con- you know, how you can conserve it. And um, it was all about, there's a really cool timeline of the Mississippi River from the beginning, and it talks about how it was so influential in the transportation in our country and then kind of the music, and it's all the way to the end of, like, the muse of the Mississippi River, which includes any kind of music or have a theater and some of the entertainment even factored in um, to the river. It really is such a big icon um, for that area. And I, you know, when I think of St. Louis, I immediately think of the arch, which that was wonderful too. We definitely done that. Um, but the Mississippi river, I was really infatuated when, I, when we were there this week. And um, my big boys, even um, after we went to that museum, they were all about the transportation um, factor, you know, because there was the, you know, the steamboats, and they, you know, we read about that and talked about that, and there was so much information on there, um, and you know, that led into some really interesting t- discussion about the barges. You know, we could see that one of my road school pictures this week. I guess I haven't posted them yet over in the Facebook group, but I'm going to. Um, my kiddos enjoyed just, we had a pair of binoculars and they, we sat along the river and we were looking at barges going up and down and talking about where they came from or where they might be going. And, you know, we're just talking about, you know, 200 years ago, what, you know, what were they doing on the Mississippi River? Well, they were doing the same thing we're doing now. They're moving freight, you know, one way or the other. And um, so a big part of our week was really spent with um, along the Mississippi River. And we also discovered the Lewis and Clark, um, there's a state park there. It's been an afternoon there. Just a really a lot of um, great history in that area and definitely a place that you can go for a couple of weeks and um, let your road school adventure take its course very naturally. Oh, I love that. And, you know, that's a perfect segue into this show where we are revealing what our road school will look like or what we anticipate it will look like for this school year, the 2017-2018 school year. This is both um, – Gosh, this is my going to be my seventh year of road schooling, and what what is this? Is this your fifth year, America? I'm counting on my fingers. It yeah, it's actually my sixth year homeschooling. Gosh, I hadn't really thought of that. Tyler, I took Tyler out of the fifth grade, yeah, because I I homeschooled him for fifth grade, and he's going to be my goodness in tenth grade. So this is my sixth year homeschooling. Gosh, it doesn't seem yeah. like it. That's right, <laughs> but it is. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. some of the things that Mayor Beth and I love to talk about is expectations. And so if you're new to road schooling or if you've got a brand new, big, big, fancy plan for this year, please start step one and lower your expectations, not of your children. Mm-hmm. Not that your children shouldn't meet the challenges of education that you provide for them. That's not what I'm saying. But if you are picturing your road school year to look like a couple of issues of Martha Stewart magazine, then um. I think it's a great time to reel yourself in, Road School Mama, and rethink what that actually is going to look like. And you can base that off of 
how other things have gone in your life with, with your kiddos. <laughs> I remember a small tantrum I had over pumpkin carving one year. Uh, but <laughs> if you keep your expectations of what your roadster will look like in check, then everyone will be happier for it, and you'll have a more conducive learning environment. It's, it's these great expectations that we put on ourselves sometimes um, that really are our, our, our undoing. That's really hard to say. They are our undoing. Okay, if I say it wrong, well, say it. So, uh, um, so keep that in mind. Uh, and so what our room is going to look like this year, well, as Mary Beth mentioned, we also have high schoolers this year. I have a high schooler and an eighth grader, and I have, I think, a fifth grader and maybe a, I don't know, first grader. You know, I don't really keep track, quite honestly, of what grades they're in, except I know that they're ones in high school because he's old enough right now. Um, and so we are mixing it up, and we are doing something uh, that we've heard about a long time ago that we never employed, and it's called CJ Ed, Thomas Jefferson Education, and it's something that I was actually introduced to by uh, Road School Mom Amanda Bush, who, oddly enough, was one of the evacuees from the Houston area this weekend, so Amanda, we're praying for you and your family. Um, I know that they're safe. I just know that they're also not sure when they're going to return back to their home area in Houston. Um, but anyway, she introduced me a long time ago to this CJ Ed learning opportunity, and um, and I loved it. And then I never did anything about it except get the books, which is really true to form for me. <laughs> and then ultimately what I did was I went back and read the books that I had bought all those years ago and, again, loved it because it's such a great idea. And so the, the nutshell of it, since this is one of those brief shows, Mary Beth, I'll just tell you the nutshell. The nutshell is you're teaching your children through classic education, and that's nothing new. There's lots of other um, programs like Charlotte Mason and um, Five in a Row that use classic literature to teach uh, subjects. Uh, this, I, What I love about TG Ed is that it focuses on, the focus is on leadership education, which is something that is missing from a lot of educational context. Teaching your children critical thought and leadership skills in a very meaningful way. In fact, it's the whole foundation of the educational system that they are critical thinkers and then leaders um, in whatever realm that they're in. And so I'm really excited about what that means for us this year. And we've bought a lot of classical uh, literature to go through and um, one of the easy tenets is that you should read alongside. It could be read aloud, or it could be you read and your um, high schooler reads uh, these classical books, and then you discuss the major tenets of the book. And then you discuss, you know, what these classical books have that uh, our mainstream modern books do not have is um, these plots that involve morality. Um, and so the um, main characters are tested um, their virtues are tested in these stories, and it's through this testing of the virtues that the readers can then go on this journey to see the what-ifs of um, responsible leadership and, and responsible action in society. And through the discussion of those things, you are cultivating critical thought and leadership skills. And so that's it in a nutshell. If you want more information, it's really easy. You can go to uh, Thomas Jefferson Education. Uh, the books that you need to get started um, are uh, are available through download on their site, um, 
And I just really, if this is something that you have, that resonates with you, that you're thinking about doing, then I really implore you to just go to the site and start poking around and seeing if this is the right fit for you. And I'm glad that finally it's the right fit for us. So that's what we're doing. What about you, Meredith? Oh, my gosh. You know, this is where I'm just going to tell you right now, Road School Moms, when you're listening to us, um, know that, um, you know, for for me, let me start out. Let me re, Let me start over. Just as I'm listening to you, and let me tell you that I have four notes of information that I've just made for myself self today about what we're planning for this year and all that. And just with, I don't know how long you've been talking, maybe three or four minutes, I just changed my whole plan, right? So let me just say, Road School Moms, don't let our conversation tonight uh, make a detour in your Road School plan. If you have something set for yourself and you know what's going to work for you, stick with your plan. Because I'll tell you that that is one of my biggest downfalls. I don't know about you, KT, but I know we've talked about it before. You know, and you and I are guilty of it because one of us will get some big crazy idea, some big hairy idea to do something, and I'm like, oh, and then the other one will be like, oh my gosh, that sounds like such a good idea. And just listening to you talk, I'm like, oh my gosh, that sounds like such an awesome idea. I'm over here trying to Google it as we're talking. I had to reel myself back in. No, no, Mary Beth, we're not even looking at that because we have a plan in place. And um, after, I guess, almost six years of uh, road schooling, I can say that I'm pretty confident that our plan this year is going to work for us. So let me tell you about that. Um, Back last fall, you know that I discovered, about a year ago this time, I discovered um, Morning Time. We've done a show on that. If you're not familiar with it, you can go back. I'll put that in the link. Um, But Morning Time for us, that worked really well last year. And so this year, um, I'm going to start our, um, all of my road schoolers will participate in Morning Time, and that's where we'll do geography together, um, an apologia class. That is from from their biblical curriculum, Who is My Neighbor? That's one that we, as a um, continuation of that biblical curriculum from Apologia from Who is God from last year. And then some of the other books that I just made a reference to that I have in my road school bag for morning time is, um, of course, we do read alouds just like Kimberly's family. And uh, I also have a Shakespeare for Kids that we will be reading from this year. In addition to that, our music will come from Squilt along with uh, my kiddos are doing music lessons um, again this fall when we get back to the Florida area that we'll be doing once a week. And we are going to be studying some of the American landmarks from chalkpastel.com. We talked to Mary just a few weeks ago here on Road School Mom, so you can go back and listen to that show if you're interested in that as well. She has a great new video tutorial series that we're going to be looking into this year. And um, aside from that, my kiddos, I really went through with them um, this year about a month ago and just talked to them about what worked last year, what didn't work for them, and that's how I kind of custom uh, tailored a plan for them. So my third grader for this year is going to use almost all Time for Learning um, products. She loves Time for Learning. That's one of the Road School Moms season sponsors from last season, and Katie and I both um, believe in that curriculum. It gets five stars from our Road School Moms team. And that's what Tori's going to be using for language arts, math, social studies, and um, a portion of her science. I can tell you that um, if you are using Time for Learning or you're looking at using Time for Learning, I can give you one um, little tidbit of information. The LA extensions for that elementary side of Time for Learning, um, for, our, for my kiddos, is a great place to employ the use of lap books um, and, or any kind of a notebooking type um, 
of comprehension for that. And if you want more information for that and how we do that, feel free to give me an email shout-out over at info at roadtripteacher.com. Other than that, my road schooler is going to be using some handwriting resources from Road Trip Teacher. We like to do copy work um, from those guides. And she's also going to be doing an apology, a notebooking series um, from their um, creation-based series about land animals. Um, and on my middle schoolers, I'm excited this year because I've got a sixth and an eighth grader that are going to be pretty much sharing um, curriculum uh, crossover. And so they're going to be doing a, a good portion of their things they're going to be doing together. And so as their teacher, I can tell you that I'm pretty excited that I'll have the attention of two kiddos. And I just think it's going to, I don't know, I, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful because it's Taylor and Tanner. So my 12-year-old daughter and my 14-year-old son kind of a maybe crazy age to try to get them to cooperate. But I'm kind of excited to see what comes out of this because those two kiddos are going to be using the Notgrass History Middle School curriculum, America the Beautiful. We're going to use it in its full capacity this year with, um, um, obviously, it's a geography and history-based curriculum, but we're also going to be using it in full capacity this year. So we'll pick up the Bible portion of that and also the literature pack. So it's going to really take the place of language, arts, geography, Bible, and history in just that one curriculum. Um, and so we're excited about using that. Um, both of those kiddos are going to be using a, an Apologia um, creation based for their science. And then my sixth grader, I wanted to mention this tonight because this is, again, one of those places where after you know a few years of homeschooling and really going through tons of things that really didn't work for my kiddos, I finally feel like that I can go through and say, yep, that didn't work, that didn't work, oh, but this did work. And one thing that has really worked with my 12-year-old for the past few years are Evan Moore workbooks. Um, she is a really big fan of those workbooks. I really like Evan Moore products, so she's using one called Spell and Write. She's loved that. This is, I think, her fourth year using those. But she uses a Spelling Write, um, a Reading Comprehension, and a Vocabulary uh, workbook that she really, really likes. So I'll put the links to that in our show notes as well tonight. So if you have a kiddo that likes the structure of that, and the reason Taylor likes it, as much as we love road schooling, we like to do things on the fly, and if we get to a location that, you know, we can get, go off on a rabbit trail of learning for, you know, wherever we may be just like this past week, that's awesome. But for Taylor, she likes to get up in the morning, and she likes to know that she's got that laid out. And so for her, those workbooks, are just they're kind of like her base. That's where she starts out every day. She doesn't have to have me tell her what to do or, you know, wait on somebody to get something ready or, you know, you know, she just goes to her workbooks and she does as much as she can for that day and, and she, you know, it really works for her. And so that's what they are doing. Those two kiddos also use time for learning for LA extensions. And that leads me to my high schooler. And I can tell you that um you know if you remember ta- uh talking with us last fall, I can tell you that if you remember, I was pretty freaked out, I guess is a good word to say, about my high schooler because I really didn't have a lot of homeschool mama friends that had done high school. I know I got the benefit of talking with Sarah James a little bit last year um, at one of the FTF rallies, and um, Mary Jane Williams was another one that I kind of tried to sponge information from. Um, But what I quickly found out was high school, road schooling is – much like the rest of the road schooling you do, you have to just figure out what works for your kids. Um, and so this year, uh, my high schooler is going to be using teaching textbooks for math. And he also is going to do a big portion of his high school curriculum with Notgrass History. 
we are going, we made the investment into the Exploring America curriculum, which is uh, the high school version of, you know, a U.S. history. And we're going to be doing that in full capacity as well. So we're going to add the literature pack, which will um, include 12 classic titles that he will use along with that history curriculum. So he'll cover geography, history, Bible, and literature all in that one curriculum. And honestly, for him, I just seen the relief on his face. I think last year when we, you know, I thought high school just meant you had to do a lot of different things. And so he was so inundated with this huge list of everything that he had to get done. It really just the weight of the knowledge of all the things that I was expecting him to do. And, yep, KT, you heard me, expect, expect, expecting expectations. You know, that really was a downfall um, for my high schooler last year because I think it just was a really huge anchor for him um, was those expectations of this entire huge amount of things that he thought that he was expected to do. And so for us this year for high school, just paring that down, even though we're still doing that many studies, we're still doing geography, geography, we're still doing history and literature and Bible and all of that, but just condensing that into one focus, and that's this Exploring America curriculum from Notgrass, has really made all the difference because I can already see the relief in him that he's not facing this huge list of things you know, that he's got to tackle for the year. Um, so aside from that, he's going to be doing a notebooking um, from the Apologetic Creation Series also. He's doing biology this year. That's something that he picked out that he was interested in. And um, the other thing that I'll mention, he's really a kid that has been interested in um, entrepreneurship. It's something that, you know, for the past few years, he's really been trying to figure out, you know, I wish I could do this, but I want to do that. And over the past year, he's really talked about designing T-shirts. And so I told him that, you know, for this year, at least for the first semester, he's going to, um, we have a Notgrass history, or I'm sorry, a Notgrass product called um, from their economics line. It's really um, designed for a semester. And so that is what Tyler's going to look at um, for the first semester. And then he's going to spend the second semester building a business plan for his T-shirt design. And I'm just kind of going to give him the autonomy to run with that and see what he can make out of it. So... I'm pretty excited this year to see where my kiddos go with the plan that they've made. Um, you know, I really just got together the ingredients for them, and they all four made a recipe for what their road school is going to look like, and I'm pretty excited to see what comes out of it at the end of the year. Well, I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you, yes. I love you too, KT. <laughs> I love you. I love that. I do love you, Linda. I love that. Um, I love how you just summed that all up. And, you know, true to form, I'm sitting here saying, hmm, maybe I should change what I'm doing. <laughs> no, 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 don't change it around. <laughs> but, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to stick to our guns here, or at least this first semester. And uh, we'll do a recap show at the end of the first semester to talk about how uh, this has come along. Because, you know, I think that there's just – so many potential avenues, pardon the pun, for road schoolers to go, and no one knows your family like you do, especially when you live at 350 square feet with them, 27. Uh, so I'm just encouraged, and I want to encourage all the road school moms out there, however you do it is the right way for you, and if it's the wrong way, change it. That's all there is to it. That's right. That's right. You know, I forgot to mention of all the things and something that, you know, I've been working on. And that's, as a matter of fact, that's where we're headed to right now for our Iowa location. And that's the fact that we, um, you know, kind of at the last 
seconds, I added the uh, the Prairie Life Book Club. You know, that's something that you and I have talked about, KT, um, for our girls. But I'll tell you that I'm actually adding that to our morning time. Holly Giles has done a great job of um, making components within that book club for the older kids. And so I'm kind of tweaking what we're doing for my boys just to kind of have a, you know, just kind of some extra fun nature time throughout the week. And we're going to be doing that Prairie Life Book Club. So I wanted to be sure and mention that because it's something that we're looking forward to as a family. Perfect. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Red School Moms. Uh, True to form, we've gone over by a full 100%, but that's okay. It's a it was to new to your 15-minute show. That's what we'll call it. Um, right. And uh, what are we talking about next week? You know, I don't really have a clue. I know that you and I both have several things that's on our agenda over the next 12 weeks. Um, all I can tell you is that next week starts our Road School Moms official season 11. This past four shows uh, has been our summer series, and we wind that up tonight. And so next week... This is Kimberly. And this is Mary Beth, your Road School Moms, on the road where education meets adventure. Until next time, we wish you safe travels and leave you with our traveler's prayer. Lord, be our guide and protector. Let those I encounter be blessed by my words. Let my hands be filled with your work, and may I be filled with your grace and kind words for others. May I be a light unto those around me on the journey ahead. Amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you'd like more information, go to roadschoolmoms.com.